Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Friday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. On today's show, I'm going to tell you why I think I already know who the Titans X Factor is going to be in 2022 and who that is. Then we're going to talk about the prospects that the Titans are visiting with two weeks before the NFL draft. And we'll cap off with a little Roland's rant on the pros and the cons of drafting a quarterback in the first round this year in the draft. So all of that and more on a Friday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Going to send you guys off into the weekend with a good one. We're going to talk about the Titans X Factor in 2022 and who I think that is. Then we'll talk about the prospects that the Titans have been visiting with prior to the draft. And we'll cap off with a Rollins rant on the pros and cons of drafting a QB. So a big Friday show in store. Before we get into it, want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You're going to find the Locked On Titans podcast there and always free. That includes the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe over there to catch the show on video. Smash that notification bell so you know when all my content goes live and throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now. You can find me on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter at Locked On Titans Pod on Facebook and be on the lookout for the Locked On Titans Instagram page. I'm going to have a ton of wall-to-wall coverage all draft weekend and Monday through Friday throughout the entire year. So make sure that you stay locked in to the Tennessee Titans by following the Locked On Titans podcast. With all that being said, time to dive into the top story of the day, and that is who the Titans X Factor will be in 2022. And I think regardless of what happens in the draft, We know the answer to that question, and it's Caleb Farley. 2021 first-round pick, cornerback for the Titans. Farley coming off the ACL injury in 2021. He got off on the wrong foot coming into camp, dealing with an injury, being on uh, the physically unable to perform list to start. Got into camp, struggled a little bit once he got into camp. He got thrown off the practice field at one time by Mike Vrabel, so there were some ups and downs there. Uh, He put some good practices together in the season. Got on the field play three games, and then tore his ACL. And there were ups and downs while he was on the field as well, actually playing for the Titans. But good to see him out there. The injury was unfortunate, but with the Titans letting Jack Jackrabbit Jenkins go, they have an incredibly young cornerback group right now with Christian Fulton and Elijah Moulton and Chris Jackson. They've added Buster Screen to have some you know veteran in the room, but that's still an incredibly young group. And Caleb Farley is going to be expected to start this year, and there's some really positive news surrounding Caleb Farley right now, and that's what I want to get into uh, to start off today's show is some of the quotes that we got 
from Titans general manager John Robinson and head coach Mike Vrabel about Caleb Farley's not only development, but his rehab. Shout out to Jim Wyatt, who obviously is the team writer for the Tennessee Titans for an incredible article that he put out covering everything. But I want to go over some of the quotes here. And first, we're going to hear from Titans general manager John Robinson uh, talking about Caleb Farley. He says, quote, he has worked really hard. He has been in there a lot working, rehabbing. He is changing his body. He is a taller corner, and he has added some mass to his upper body. He has done a nice job. So that's a quote right there from the general manager commenting on the body transformation. He's right. Caleb Farley is a tall cornerback, and he was lean coming out of college. And some people were worried that being that lean would contribute to durability concerns and all that. But sounds like his you know ability and his plan to add mass in the offseason to his upper body is working very well. And John Robinson points that out specifically. And it's good to hear that he's in there rehabbing every day. They're not worried about whether he's taking it seriously. Mike Vrabel even talked about the work ethic that's been displayed by Caleb Farley. Mike Vrabel said this, quote, he looks like he has been rehabbing hard and doing what is what he's been asked to do. I like his consistency. He looks good, and he certainly looks stronger when I see him in the training room. So there you go. He looks stronger, adding that upper body mass, all very important. So like I said, Caleb Farley needs to be a starter for the Titans in 2021 because the reality is if he isn't, that means you got two guys who should never be outside of the slot and Elijah Molden and Chris Jackson as the next two guys stepping up. And even Buster Screen, when he played a pivotal role for the Titans last year, it was being used as a passing down slot cornerback. None of those guys out of Screen, Molden, or Chris Jackson are going to be their best selves outside of the slot position. So it's very important that Caleb Farley work out as an outside cornerback for the Titans. And uh, even his defensive back coach, Anthony Midget, chimed in as well. And he had this to say, quote, I've been very pleased with what he has shown as far as his attention to detail with the game plan and him studying away from the building. And this was, you know, quotes obviously from last season, but he said, I think he has gotten a lot better at that and has been encouraging to see. He's in the meetings every day. He's involved. He asks questions and he's doing reports on everything we ask him to do. So, I mean, right there. You have everything you need to know about the way that he is when he's in the building and working on football activities. We get good remarks about him in the training room and in the uh, you know the weight room, lifting weights, adding strength. So pretty much everything uh, you could look for. And Robinson kind of summed things up with this. He said, quote, it's just unfortunate what happened with Caleb. He came back to practice, was excited, had a couple of good weeks of practice, and then he was injured. But Caleb knows what he has to do, and he's been working extremely hard with our training staff rehabbing and trying to get back out there. I am excited to see him get out there and help the football team. And, you know, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel talked about how important Caleb Farley is going to be earlier in the offseason as well. It seems like they know just how critical it'll be that he not only plays, but plays well and is a starting level cornerback. So the X factor for 2022, clearly Caleb Farley, and I think the organization knows it as well. The Titans need him to be a solid cornerback for everything to work the way it did last year on defense. But that's going to do it for our first segment, talking about Caleb Farley and the X Factor for the Titans. Now we're going to talk about some potential players who could be X Factors for the Titans in the future, some prospects in the draft, and talk about who the Titans have been meeting with and what trends have popped up 
from that. Before we get into all that, though, do want to tell you guys about BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and information. You can find all the latest sports developments there, like league reviews and news, including things on this year's basketball's playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and even more. You got everything you need at betonline.net. So head there today. You could use their website, go on your mobile device, learn more about all the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, let's continue this Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We just talked about the Titans X Factor in 2022, who I believe is clearly cornerback Caleb Farley. Now, we are going to talk about the prospects the Titans have been meeting with prior to the NFL draft. We have the list compiled here. want to give a shout out to uh, my guy uh, over at Titans Wire, uh, Mike Moratis, uh, the, the, the boss over there who uh, is a great editor and deals with all of my wordy freaking articles. He put together a good list here. And there's another list floating out there. It's uh, F-Word Pods. I think Zach Lyons did a pretty good list as well. But it's just kind of a compilation of what prospects the Titans have met with. So I'll go through the list right now. Traylon Burks at wide receiver. Sky Moore at wide receiver. Trey McBride, the tight end. And Jalen Weidermeyer, the tight end. And Daniel Bellinger, the tight end. Then Malik Willis at quarterback, Tyler Smith and Kenyon Green at interior offensive line. I know some of you guys consider Tyler Smith an offensive tackle. I don't. I think he's interior offensive lineman long term. Uh, Trevor Penning, Nicholas Petit Ferreira, and AJ uh, R. Curry for that are offensive tackles, Michigan State or Northern Iowa, Ohio State, Michigan State, respectively. And then we have Jermaine Johnson and D'Angelo Malone, both edges. And then Marcus Jones and Alante Taylor at defensive backs. So that's the list right now. The Titans will be able to have more than that, as that's obviously not 30. But what trends do we see there? I think it's obvious the number one thing is just the positions that are mentioned. You have quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, edge, and defensive back. Those are all the positions the Titans actually need. That's why it's so ridiculous when people mock a linebacker in the first round to the Titans. Not only are they not taking a linebacker in the first round, it's not even a need. It's not even a need. Yeah, they could use like a pass coverage-centric role-playing linebacker late in the draft if one falls to them. They could maybe pick up another veteran, but linebacker is just not a need for the Titans, not even in your top six, seven needs as a team. So, uh, there you go, all you idiots out there mocking linebackers to the Titans. But uh, some things that really stick out, Jermaine Johnson, he's expected to be like a, a lottery pick, I wanted to say. But he's going to go in like the top 12, top 14. There's no way he gets past the Baltimore Ravens, barring some like weird draft day incident like we've seen with some prospects in recent years. So that's confusing. I wonder why they wasted one of their visits on a guy who's Going to come nowhere near them. I would love Jermaine Johnson in the first round if he fell to 26. I'd do that all day, but just very surprising 
there. But not surprising to see D'Angelo Malone. The Titans do need to add an edge in this draft, in my opinion, because my expectation is that Bud Dupree will not be with the team in 2023. And unless they really believe in Rashad Weaver coming back from a broken leg, then you need to get another young edge in there and start develop them. So I love D'Angelo Malone. I think he would be awesome in the mid-rounds if the Titans could maybe trade back, pick up a few extra picks in the midday, uh, in the day two range. I think that would be a great pick for them. But there you go. So edge is, is a is a low-end option, I think. They're just saying, hey, just in case. Just in case. And then, of course, um, defensive back. Another one pretty interesting. We're talking day three type defensive backs here, maybe late day two with Elante Taylor from Tennessee and Marcus Jones uh, from Houston. The thing is, Taylor, probably going to have to switch to safety, and he's a big special teams guy. So it makes sense that these are day three guys the Titans could be looking at more as special teams players than anything. And same thing with Marcus Jones, undersized slot cornerback at about five foot eight, five foot nine, but a good return man. So special teams value with the defensive backs is what I'm seeing there as a trend. Of course, you have mid-round tackles with Petit Ferrer and R. Curry. Um, Trevor Penning, of course, is going to be coming in soon for the Titans next week. I do believe it's already scheduled. He's obviously, he's my number one option if he would have dropped to 26 that I would want the Titans to take. He would just be a perfect fit. Uh, Traylon Burks and Sky Moore, both guys who could be in consideration at pick 27, if or pick 26 if Traylon Burks falls. And then if Sky Moore, the Titans want to reach on him there because they don't like the value of other things, maybe. Also, notice the tight ends, Trey McBride at the top. Uh, Daniel Bellinger in the mid-rounds, and then late Jalen Weidermeyer. They're setting themselves up to say, hey, if the board doesn't fall the way we want with tight end, do we have a guy on each day who we feel comfortable with? And, yep, they sure do. Good to go. And then, of course, Kenyon Green, Tyler Smith as interior offensive lineman, checking that box for the Titans as well in that final need. So those are the trends that I'm kind of identifying here, my thoughts on each position that I see, of course, back to it, quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, edge, defensive back. Those are the, the big major needs that I think the Titans have. If you actually wrote them out on a piece of paper after that, I would probably go um, running back, interior defensive line, then linebacker. That's how I would probably parse that out personally. Uh, but yeah, it makes all the sense in the world that that's where the Titans are at. And they're going to be more names added to that. And we'll keep kind of paying attention to what happens there, but it's obvious what positions the Titans are interested in. It's obvious how they're setting up their homework and doing everything they can to be as prepared as possible. But that's going to do it for that conversation. We're going to move into a little bit of a Rollins rant on the possibility of the Titans adding a quarterback in the draft. Before we do that, just want to remind you guys that the Locked On Network is going to have some incredible draft coverage. We're going live from the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube channel every single day of the draft for the entirety of the NFL Draft. I'm going to be stopping by giving analysis on not only the Titans picks, but other picks as well. Not only that, but the 2022 Ultimate Mock Draft is going to be released from uh, April 18th through April the 22nd and finishing on the 25th. You're going to want to subscribe to that podcast feed, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2022. Just a ton of great draft content coming from Locked On. Also want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. You get the best of both worlds. They're incredibly tasty, better than most candy bars that I've had uh, with great flavors, all covered in 100% real chocolate. But you get the health benefits of a protein bar like you should. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're not chalky. They're not waxy. They're absolutely delicious. So go to Built.com. 
Use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Titans fans, let's cap off this Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We talked about the Titans X Factor in 2022. We talked about who the Titans have been meeting with on their top 30 visits uh, prior to the draft. Now, I'm just going to get to a little Rollins rant for you guys about the quarterback position and potentially picking one at number 26. So, let's just go through the pros and cons. But before we do, got to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. The draft is less than two weeks away. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker are breaking down the draft for you from two different angles, the front office perspective, and of course they're looking at prospects, mock drafts, player profiles, big boards, player rankings, all of that stuff. Uh, It's a perfect way to get ready. And go ahead and get subscribed to the Locked On NFL Draft podcast right now on YouTube, and then you'll be ready to go for the live draft coverage when the day comes. So make sure that you make the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make the Locked On NFL Draft podcast your second listen. But getting into this, it's highly debated. And here's what I'm going to say. Whatever quarterback you like, you don't like Corral, you don't like Ritter, you like Howe, you like Will, whatever. Whatever. Just when I'm talking about potentially taking a quarterback, just insert the quarterback that you like. And think about it that way. Oh, you really like this guy in the first round? Insert him. I think Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett probably aren't realistic. I don't want Kenny Pickett. Anyway, I don't like Sam Howell. I like Desmond Ritter, number one. I like Matt Corral for the Titans as a secondary option at quarterback. If you don't like those, again, just when I say quarterback, think of the quarterback you like and go from there. So, what are the pros? So, number one, you're getting a player who I believe the guys that I like, Desmond Ritter and Matt Corral, have better upside than Ryan Tannehill. There we go. I think they could be better players. There's potential. They could be elite. There's mystery there. Yeah, maybe not. But maybe so. Maybe so. One thing that I want to point up here is, or point out here, well, we'll wait to the cons so I can get into that, but the upside of potentially getting a quarterback better than Ryan Tannehill, who could be elite, who could be a star. That's one of the pros of this situation. The biggest one, and the most practical one, is quarterback's going to be cheap. The Titans have the biggest cap hit for a quarterback of any team in the league. For a quarterback that's what? The 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th best quarterback in the NFL? They are paying out the nose for Ryan Tannehill. It would be the exact opposite. And that goes back to the other one. Even if that quarterback isn't quite as good as Ryan Tannehill, because there's a $30 million difference in price, you can build a better team around a cheaper quarterback. A lot of these teams, when they're going out and winning, think Russell Wilson early with Seattle, think Patrick Mahomes. These teams are going out and winning. Even the Eagles won that Nick Foles played, but Carson Wentz was on his rookie deal. The 49ers just decided to do this. So, when you have a cheaper quarterback, especially $30 million, the quarterback can be maybe a smidgen worse, but the team can be that much better because you can keep Amani Hooker. You can keep 
Nate Davis. You can keep Zach Cunningham. I don't think it's going to happen, but maybe you can keep Bud Dupree. Maybe you can go out and get that extra free agent that you need. You have more ability to put together a better supporting cast. Because here's my thing. If we all know, all of us collectively know, hey, if Ryan Tannehill is going to win a Super Bowl, he needs an incredible cast around him. He needs great blocking because the O-line wasn't good enough. So he needs he needs top-tier blocking. That's what everybody says. And the weapons weren't good enough. He needs a top-tier supporting cast with weapons. He needs an incredible running game, a top-five running game. And not only that, but he needs a great defense, too. we got to have a great defense to go with him. Oh, but not only that. Not only that, folks. You need an incredible play caller, and Todd Downing isn't good enough. So for Ryan Tannehill to win a Super Bowl, I have to have an elite offensive line, elite weapons, elite run game, elite defense, and elite play calling. I mean, what are the odds of doing all of that while you're paying the most for a quarterback of any team in the league? If you got to have that much elite around the quarterback, he can't have an elite contract. And he does. So, yeah, I get that the quarterback, and we'll get to that, could be a little worse than Ryan Tannehill. But think the pro here is how cheap that quarterback will be for five years to build the roster and how much better of a team you could build. And even if that quarterback is marginally worse than Tannehill early on, by year four, they could be just as good as Tannehill with upside to be better than Tannehill. And your team could be that much better because of that money. Not only that, you get five years of control if you take a quarterback in the first round. That fifth-year option for a quarterback is vital. And because of the Titans situation, Ryan Tannehill will be the starter in 2022. He can sit for a year, whoever he is, and get more acclimated to the NFL game and practice in redshirt. And then the final pro is you get off Ryan Tannehill's monster contract next year with a little dead money, but you can actually cut bait. And that's important. All of that stuff is so important, okay? We know that Tannehill is not a stud who can carry the Titans. Is he going to be a Matt Stafford? We know that he's not elite. Can he be a Matt Stafford with a really good cast around him? Can the Titans provide that cast with him making as much money as he does? I don't think so. I don't think he's as good as Matt Stafford, okay? I don't think Matt Stafford is elite. But Matt Stafford is in that area, obviously, has established the window where you don't have to be elite if you have all elite around you. So there you go. Okay, what are the cons? Let's be fair. What are the cons? The cons are you're taking a rookie in the first round and they're not going to have any impact in 2022. If things go perfect, they're not going to be a factor in 2022. But Rashawn Evans wasn't that great in his rookie season. And Jeffrey Simmons didn't play until week seven in his rookie season. And you're going to say, at least they played. They played. Okay, okay. Well, what about 2020? Titans won the division, went to the playoffs. First-round pick didn't do anything. First-round pick wasn't even an NFL player. What about 2021? Titans went 12-5, and won the division, got the bye, number one seed, made the playoffs again, home playoff game. What the first round pick do? Barely play? Terror's ACL? We talked about him to start the show. So don't come in here and tell me that the Titans can't be as good as they need to be without a first round rookie. 
Who was the Rams' first-round rookie last year? Yeah, the Bucks had a couple of good rookies, but the Titans don't have a top ten pick like Joey Bo or Nick Bosa, like the 49ers did. So to me, it's obvious. A lot of these teams can win without an impact first round rookie. The Titans have been really good without a first round rookie the last few few years. So don't tell me that not having an impact first round rookie matters. Because guess who doesn't usually have an impact first round rookie anyways? The Titans. The cons, again, the Titans do need offensive line. But let's be honest. Are the Titans really going to start a rookie? Dylan Radin's probably going to start at right tackle. And they're going to have Aaron Brewer or Jamarco Jones at left guard. The Titans barely play their rookies. Nate Davis didn't even get to play until week four due to injury. Like, someone else got injured and allowed him to play. Not only that, but Dylan Radins could barely get on the field. He wasn't even active for most games last year. Elijah Molden played, but outside of week one, he didn't get sufficient snaps until nearly week six, week seven. You want to talk about Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson played like the first couple of games in 2020 and he barely got over 10 snaps the rest of the season. The Titans don't want to play rookies. They're a veteran competitive team. It's just really hard for a rookie to break through. Besides a Dory Jackson and Jack Conklin, which was five years ago, the Titans barely play their rookies in their rookie year. Okay? At least to start. And... Offensive line is one of those positions that requires a ton of continuity. The Titans aren't going to want to sit a rookie for half the year and then switch the starting lineup halfway through the year on the offensive line because now the rookie's ready. It doesn't even make sense. They're not going to do that. Mike Vrabel's not going to change the offensive line in the middle of the year because the rookie's ready now. That's not going to happen. Okay? Titans need wide receiver. But heck, the top five wide receivers will probably be gone by 26 anyway. And there's depth in this class. I would love a David Bell at pick 90. You could get a Calvin Austin or a Khalil Shakir. You know? And again, Titans going to play a rookie a bunch of snaps. Not if they don't get one of those top five guys, they're not. And then, what if the quarterback's a bust? Okay. So what? The Titans find another bridge quarter? We just came off Marcus being a bust. And the Titans just went out and found a bridge quarterback in Tannehill that with a decent cast around him could be decent. Look at what the Chiefs did. Going from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. Look at what the Bills did. Going from Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor to Josh Allen. Look at the Bengals saying we're done with Andy Dalton. We're going to go get Joe Burrow. Look at the Ravens. Because I know you guys are going to be like, oh, those were high in the draft. Those were high in the draft. Look at the Ravens. They traded up into the first round at pick 32 to get Lamar. And they instantly became a contending team that is usually favored to win their division every single year. They're very similar to where the Titans are at. Just Lamar has more X-Factor ability as he grows into a player. So I'm just saying, yeah, there's risk involved. But what's the worst that can happen? And if you want to say the worst that can happen is the Titans could go back to the Rustin Webster days. John Robinson and Mike Vrabel ain't going back to the Rustin Webster days. We saw the floor for John Robinson and Mike Vrabel when we saw the 9-7 and seven seasons. I believe that. 9-8 and eight would be the floor for this organization. Especially 
if the guy does bust, they're still going to have a ton of talent on the roster because of the money they saved. So it's not like the roster integrity is going to fade off because the quarterback's a bust. Then, okay, this guy didn't work. We swing again. Because until the Titans get him a Holmes, until they get an Allen, it's going to be tough to accomplish the goal that we all want to accomplish, and that's winning a Super Bowl. I think the Titans can be just as good with an average quarterback that doesn't turn out to be a superstar as they are with Ryan Tannehill, and even if they're a little bit worse, what does it change? The Titans have lost their first game in the playoffs the last two years. What are we doing here? We're excited for a playoff loss? Yeah, if the five wide receivers are off the board, if Trevor Penning isn't there, if Zion Johnson is off the board, then get the quarterback if there's one you like. There are conditions here. They got to like the quarterback. I'm not saying just take quarterback just because. They got to like a quarterback that's available and actually believe in them. And yeah, if Penning's on the board, the top five wide receivers, then yeah, do that. I'm just saying it's not insane to pick quarterback at 26 if the board falls a certain way and the Titans like a guy who's there. And I'll continue to preach that as we get closer to the draft. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.